0: Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Patrick Conley, glad to be with you again, along with Cami Berthium, our producer, Paul Sadek, our technical producer, coming to you through the relevant radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. Well our clergy break out the violent violent no violet vestments for both Advent and Lent. And even though these two holy seasons both have a penitential tone, they are not identical. Here with an inside look at the unique penitential features of Advent is Father Paul Headman, parochial vicar at Saint Paul Peter's in Forest Lake. Father Hedman, good to be with you again. Thanks for joining us. Good to be back on the show. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, let's focus right in on Advent, a time of preparation. Some, some do. I, I have heard people refer to this Advent as a mini Lent, um, but it's it it seems to be yeah, it's different than Lent in some ways. Why don't you uh, go in first uh, when it comes to the penitential spirit of it? How does Advent differ from Lent?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the Church would primarily define the penitential seasons of the Church as being. Uh, Fridays, especially Fridays during Lent, and Lent itself. And Advent isn't really listed formally as that, but we can still get a hint from the violet vestments, the purple vestments, that there is still somewhat of a somber sort of penitential character about it, even if it's Mm -hmm. not officially defined as a penitential season. And so people will still do things like uh, have something that they give up for Lent or or for Advent, something that they're specifically preparing for, working on, and of course, you know, as a preparation for Christmas, going to confession is very popular in
0: Advent as well. So, right, yeah, I know my parish just had a penance service last night, and, and I think that there's um, there's more in store as well. And uh, we try to get all our CCD kids in and through confession in this time of year, and so there's a lot there's a lot tied in with that sort of uh, the 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 uh, act of being penitential, and an act of preparation as well. Can you tie those two things together for us, Father? Yeah,
1: well, in the season of Advent, we're preparing for the arrival of Christ, right? We're preparing our hearts mm-hmm. for that arrival liturgically um, as we celebrate Christmas in just a few days and, you know, a week uh, and a half or whatever it is. And as we approach that day, you know, we want to be sure that when we celebrate the coming of Christ that we're able to celebrate His coming into our life in the fullest way possible, and so doing that, you know, just making sure our soul is squeaky clean, you know, so that we can receive whatever grace God wants to give us at Christmas, that same way that he gave, you know, that grace to the shepherds who were there when, when he was born and, and all of that. We just want to make sure that we're just ready to receive whatever God wants to give us at
0: Christmas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is, I realize this is Catholicism 101, but outline for us what it means to be in a state of grace again, Father.
1: Well, yeah, to be in a state of grace. So, you know, a person who is baptized has that sanctifying grace uh, with God. And then when we commit a grave sin that seriously severs our relationship with God, a mortal sin, it takes away that life of Christ out of our soul, right? Mm. Um, When we commit a sin that that severs that relationship with God, a serious sin. And so we want to make sure that we can maintain that state of grace, maintain that state of relationship with God. And even if there's, You know we haven't committed any serious sins venial sins those littler sins can pile up over time and even if they don't completely cut off our relationship with god they can really affect it uh in a long over a long period of time so even if we don't have any serious sins on our soul we want to make sure we're still doing that preventative maintenance on our soul you know i kind of liken it to changing the oil on a car even if you don't have any big problems going on you still want to change the oil every once in a while just to make sure that everything keeps running smoothly you know otherwise you will have big problems
0: down the road yeah yeah that's a great and that's a great setup for the importance of confession of regular confession and why the church encourages that um but uh you know what sometimes advent can come around christmas coming up big big time of the year big celebratory time of year and uh yeah, I think even for Catholics who might not be, uh, should we say, regular practitioners of their faith, this is a time when they start thinking again about, uh, yeah, I need to get ready to go back to church. So they might not, they might, uh, they might not be in the habit of going to regular confession, but this might be a time of year when they think, yes, I'm going to do it. This is this is the right time of year to do it. So what? How can you guide those, Father? How would how what would you say to those who have not been to confession in a while? Um, Maybe they feel a little apprehensive about going. Maybe they feel like uh, they're going to be judged. Um, Yeah, kind of break that open for us. What would you say to someone in that situation?
1: Yeah, sure thing. Well, the only judgment that I have towards people who come to confession is positive judgment. You know, some of the most beautiful confessions that I've heard are the ones where someone comes in and says, you know, it's been you know, 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years since my last confession, right? And it's like, praise God that the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit brought you here today, that He placed this on your heart to be able to receive this most beautiful sacrament, right? So there's never any judgment from me other than just positive judgment, I guess, if you want to put it that way, you know? And so... Uh, not to not to feel as if the priest is going to judge you, but know that we we enjoy hearing these confessions of people who have been away from the Church for a while because we can just see how God's grace is, is working. And if it's been a while, you know, it might be a little intimidating, like, I don't remember how to do this, or maybe there's a lot, you know? And so there can be uh, just intimidation about that, but usually at most churches, you know, you're going to find a little pamphlet, you know, outside of the confessional that kind of has a guide on, you know, examining your conscience, trying to figure out, you know, what's what's on your soul, what you need to bring, um, and then just a walkthrough of how the Sacrament of Confession works. And, you know, as a priest in the confessional, you know, I've had to walk people through, like, okay, now you can, uh, you know, say your sins, you know, about how long has it been since your last confession, you know, I can, I can help walk through that, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, scary or intimidating. I love helping walk people through the Sacrament of Confession who just really want to be there and get right with God and... I'm not going to judge you if you don't remember the full act of contrition. You know, I'm there to help,
0: you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that fortunately has been my experience when I visited the confessional and, uh, yeah, suddenly blank on what comes next. I don't remember, (laughs) you know, something like that. Um, uh, So let's talk a little bit about preparation to make a good confession. Now, examination of conscience, uh, run us through what that is and how to make a good one.
1: Yeah, so there will be a lot of different, you know, pamphlets out there, right? An examination of conscience is fundamentally just looking on your conscience, looking on your soul, and seeing, you know, what sins have I committed since my last confession? And so an examination of conscience pamphlet, you can find them, you know, in person or online, there's a number of different ones, even based towards sort of different states of life, you know, whether you're married, even whether you're a priest, there are special examinations of consciences for us, you know, to kind of help us think about, you know, what are the sins that we would be most likely to commit, you know? And it kind of walks through each of the Ten Commandments, Says, you know, is is this some way that you might have fallen since your last confession? And it just helps bring to mind those things that maybe we've forgotten about, that maybe we don't immediately come to mind, and helps us know what all we can take to the Lord to say, Lord, forgive me for these ways that uh, I've fallen.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah, yep, and uh, that always it's it's helpful for me too to to take some time and to think through some of these things, not not in a spirit as you were saying, Father of self judgment, but rather in a spirit of saying. Hey, you know what? I've taken these things on board and now I just I just want to get rid of them, you know? I want to I want to run it through the through through the car washer, through the oil changing, you know, I the Jiffy Lube oil change or whatever it is, um so that I'm uh, I'm running more efficiently as God would have us as God would have me run. Yeah, wonderful. Um other tips specifically about making a good confession. Why don't we talk a little bit about um yeah, uh for an act of penance that's assigned during the confession? And uh, what do those usually look like, Father?
1: You know, they can be all over the place, depending upon, you know, just what the person confesses, what I think, you know, would be appropriate. You know, it could be sometimes, uh, you know, three Hail Marys or five-hour fathers or maybe maybe a decade of the rosary, you know, but always, you know, within the context of what the person is able to do, right? You know, I always ask, uh, like, can you say a decade of the rosary as your penance? And if the person says, well, actually, I'm not quite sure how to do that, then, you know, I'll change it, you know? Mm. Uh, so the person always has a right to say, you know, I think that might be a little bit too much for me to do. You have that right to say, can, can you give me something else? Mm. So that's something that can be a, a big help for people to know if they think that a penance might be too much of a burden for them or they don't know what the prayer is that the priest said. You can always say, you know, I'm I'm not exactly sure how to do that. Can you uh, Can you give me something else to do?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know that after my—so I converted to Catholicism when I was 38 years old, and so my first confession, you know, it was pretty significant. There was a lot of things going on there, but I can tell you, Father, that I just—I I felt after that confession, I felt um, just lighter than air. It was amazing mm-hmm. coming out of that confession. In fact, my first thought was, oh, I want to go right back around and do it, do that again. But let's be honest, that's not—and that has not been my it, experience uh, um, not even a majority of the time since, Um, but the feelings come and go, but there's still something solid that we are receiving in the mercy of Christ every time we go to confession, right? So maybe not being so reliant on the feelings that we're having in and around confession.
1: That's good too. Yeah. And, you know, there's always this sense of peace, you know, when you leave the confessional, right? You never, I've never felt particularly worse Uh, after confession than before, you know, Right. even if you don't get quite the super big feelings of joy after a particularly momentous confession, right? Right. But I do want to say that sometimes some people do have bad experiences in the confessional, and I want to apologize to anyone who has had that, you know. Hmm. The confessional should be a place of mercy, a place of compassion, and if you've had a bad experience in the confessional, please don't let that keep you from coming back to the sacrament of confession. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that that was your experience, and you know i hope that uh, you don't have that experience again and i would pray that that wouldn't be because the sacrament of confession should be a place of compassion and mercy
0: and not a place of uh, anger or judgment so amen to that i uh, i remember a talk in in rcia when i was going through that um, that given by uh, the late father bear of happy memory and uh, may he rest in peace but him saying that yeah you know if you if you encounter a priest who is who is mean Tell him that. Tell him you're mean, Father. <laughs> so yes, I appreciate your uh, your taking that on, Father Father Headman, uh, and taking on the uh, the responsibility of of apologizing for priests who are that way. Certainly, it is not the penalty box, as I've said time and time again. It's the confessional is not the penalty box. It's the grace box. It's the place where we encounter. The person of Jesus Christ and his grace and mercy and peace and forgiveness. All right, Father. So, uh, last question here before we ask for your blessing as well. Um, Just wanted to know uh, how often should people, yeah, how often would you recommend people do make good confessions?
1: You know, I think uh, a a good time period can be once a month, you know, but anywhere from maybe every two weeks to every other month, you know, somewhere in there can really help uh, us not only to. Um, you know, just get those sins off of our soul, but also to grow in holiness, right? Because whenever we go to confession, we receive the grace to fight back against those sins we confess. Mm -hmm. So it's an an oil change for our soul that doesn't just get our soul back to how it was, but it makes it even better, right? Mm -hmm. And so the Church uh, would ask of us that we go to confession once a year, but even more often than that, even if there's nothing really heavy weighing on our heart, even if there's no grave sin on our soul, Going regularly just as a a checkup, a little boost, you know, is really great and helpful. But of course, you know, if we do commit a serious sin, a grave sin, we would want to go as soon as possible after that. But other than that, um, just going, you know, maybe once a month or every other month or or somewhere in between there can be a really great habit to get into.
0: Yeah, great. Wonderful, Father. Well, Father Paul Hedman, we're always grateful to speak with you. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today. And as I said, before we let you go, may we have your blessing, please.
1: You sure can. May the peace of God, which is beyond all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and the love of God and of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, Father Paul Hedman.
0: Thanks for joining us again on Practicing Catholic. We look forward to our next conversation, Father. All right, yeah, see you later. All right, bye-bye. All right, we're going to take one more short pause here, but many ways to round out your Advent season and celebrate the birth of Christ. Paul and I will be right back with all sorts of great faith-building events. Stay with us.